All right, here we are. Hello, I'm Chanel, and I am taking the place of Clara today on her own podcast. So welcome to your own show. Oh, thank you so much. I think that was a lovely intro. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> this is the wine podcast, so we are drinking. If you want to do a yes. cheers. Yes, okay. yes to a cheers. Yes, thank ma'am. you. Yes. To years and years of greatness and yes. to a great podcast with me stepping in for you so I hope I don't mess it up I love it you won't mess it up (laughs) okay so let's get down to the nitty-gritty because I do want to know your story you've been interviewing a lot of people and talking to us you know and we haven't gotten a chance to hear what you have going on and what kind of your background and what your ambitions are and how you got to where you are now but Uh uh-huh I just want to start with setting the Setting the scene before we get too far back or too far forward. Yes. Tell us about what you have going on right now. Okay. Oh, I love this. Also, mm, taste of my own medicine. Mm-hmm. I always tell everyone like, oh, you have nothing to worry about. Right. And Welcome. I immediately was like, woo, I'm hot. Why did I choose to wear this sweater? <laughs> got you on, this right? Got you on the hot seat. Spot. For real, this is so funny because I have done a lot of episodes, but this is so funny being roles reversed. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> right. I hope you feel yes. good. Because I do. I feel amazing. I am genuinely sweating. Um, so, <laughs> so we'll start in the now, and I love that you did that. That is that's really cool. So, right now, I am working on a couple of things and also trying to figure out uh, what I'm doing overall. Um, I'm really trying to channel a lot of things in, a lot of things that maybe I've been thinking about that I wanted to do or, you know, had things on my mind and I always had this big, huge like, oh, when I graduate, when I graduate, you know, when I get my PhD, I'll do this and that and this and that. And interestingly enough, um, the list got really long over time. (laughs) (laughs) That is how life works. As you live, you accumulate more things that you want to do. So many more things. (laughs) Can we first talk about the fact that you slid in, that you have a PhD? Yes, yes, yes. So let's Clap, clap, clap. You have a PhD. Thank you. Yes, I finally finished and got my PhD. So 15 years later, imagine the things that have accumulated that I kept essentially using acquiring my PhD as a crutch for saying, Mm -hmm. I have to focus on school right now. But once I get my PhD, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. So now I've got X, Y, and Z and some. Okay. So I've been really trying to organize those thoughts and, you know, start branching out and, and doing things that are like, okay dive into this what all does this entail what does this take is this realistic for you right now and then i essentially do that which with each thing or each each venture and then i try to circle back around because sometimes it'll be like oh okay well for instance like acquiring an llc okay or getting a website it's gonna take a little bit of time uh acquiring a domain and it's like you can't go live for 60 days unless you want to pay extra and we all know me I don't want to pay extra, right? (laughs) I don't want to pay extra. So, I mean, it kind of works out because um, to talk about the now, I guess Mm -hmm. the most recent nows have been, I did um, leave my job of eight years after getting said PhD. That's impressive. Uh, It's scary, but I do appreciate you um, for your... 
um, yes, I mean, commendable. No, like I am definitely commending you for that because anytime you've been somewhere that long and you're so established and used to yeah. what you're doing, even yeah. if you kind of morphed roles while you've been there. But I mean, you've been doing that for eight years. It's like, okay, so now I'm not going to be doing that anymore. I know. And go. And go. <laughs> it's actually pretty accurate. That's how it felt. It was like, and go. Go. Like, right. <laughs> so, um, what I, that was like, I guess the first move to the whole journey of after I get my PhD, mm-hmm. I'm going to do blank, mm-hmm. right? So left that job of eight years of which I was working in um, accounting and I did officially uh, start my LLC because I said I wanted to <laughs> have my own consulting firm. Yes. And I laughed because all of, a lot of my ideas that I wanted to have, they were like, later down the road and one day I want to have this and that it came and it came about but some things felt like they came about a little bit sooner than I had anticipated okay and so it was like well now you have to do it because you said you were gonna do it and this makes sense to not have any stagnant time so just do it right right Mm -hmm. but I think along with that comes very scary moments. Yes. And a lot of like, ooh, this feels like shaky ground and I don't know what I'm doing and I'm all over the place. But um, so I did officially uh, start the LLC for BAOK Consulting. Okay. And it is um, actually homage to my mother. She passed away, but she was known as Bossy Asian. Okay. So that's the B and the A. Okay. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the OK is actually um, all of our middle names. So Natalie and my mom and I all have the same middle name, Oak, but it's actually spelled O K. Okay. Yeah. That, uh, yeah I didn't like mean to say it like that. Yeah. No, okay. no, I get it. I was like, okay, I get it. Yes. Okay. That works because that's why B-A-O-K consulting works is because. Yes. So, yeah. So, I, that's, um, that's really nice just that you have that kind of familial yeah, yeah. tie in the name of your LLC. And yeah. That's beautiful, I think. I feel like it gives it more purpose, too. And um, I, I just really appreciate how it came about because um it was just like bossy asian and then the middle names and then it was like the last piece was like but why does this sound like b-a-o-k like you will be a-o-k <laughs> right and i was <laughs> like i love that even more because i'm corny so i like that <laughs> um so yeah it all worked out uh and what that. do you do with b-a-o-k llc so b-a-o-k um is really consulting businesses um so it, it's Essentially, what I actually went to school for, Mm -hmm. which is industrial organizational consulting, and that is, um, I always say in a nutshell, it's psychology of the workplace, and also, no shade, but it's often super tied in with HR, and often what HR can't get around to doing, Mm, you know? So it's like a lot of employee satisfaction um, and customer satisfaction, and along the way, you generally come across like, okay, what are the issues going on here in this business or in this workplace? What are the team dynamics, management to employee relationships, Mm -hmm. um, high turnover, things like that. So again, I said no shade because it's like, I know HR is so busy doing so many other things, but I do know it ties in extremely closely with that. And a lot of times, I think companies maybe start out 
with HR doing that, and then it kind of falls by the wayside. Right, because they're counting hours. <laughs> because they're doing like that. Right, they're counting hours. And, doing and who's like, going to be here? Right. Who has paid time off? And shit right. like that. So, yeah. <laughs> not doing their job. <laughs> yeah, so it's really just a, a supplement to that. And, and um, that's kind of what I've been really saying to a lot of companies, too, is like, I can work hand in hand with your HR. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they already have an idea of um, the issues or what's in place, and they are often probably really grateful to have someone come in and focus on that so that people will stop coming in their office and complaining to them about their issues. Right. Well, I don't want to say complaining. That wasn't a very professional no, 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 term. No, no, no. But yeah. No, you don't just say complaining. Really you is. say you're expressing venting, right. concern expressing about it. various workplace yes. dynamics right. issues. Right, exactly. And, and, complain. And, right, complain. <laughs> and I've seen it firsthand, and that's why I say, like, I think HR, uh, they have so much on their plate. And oftentimes, because they're HR, they can't just tell an employee, hey, I got a a book payroll right now. Right. So I can't hear about your issues. Right. I don't have time for this. Right. I don't have time for this (laughs) Mm -hmm. is what they really can't or don't want to say. And and I respect them for that. But that's really where it comes into play. And, you know... Even if HR is not dealing with that or hasn't dealt with that, then mm-hmm. that's all the more reason why you would need an IO consultant to come in. And it is a lot about like just the dynamics of the workplace in general, because I think that just like anything else, even when we think about like our relationships, right? And like you want to maintain those, and you want to check in and be like, where are we with it, and go to therapy. You are a therapist for the workplace. For the workplace, yes. Because yes. I was just gonna like yes. go into like be like in our friendships, we need that too. Yes. We don't do that enough, and then for the workplace, like we need it for everything. You know, you need That's amazing. Yeah, you need it. and and you need to have like the sectors that are separated off. So people know to go to therapy if they have issues and, you know, divorce therapy or relationship therapy or family therapy, Mm -hmm. but you don't have like a workplace therapy because you really couldn't go to an entity and get that because they wouldn't have the full, you know, picture of said workplace. So we come to you. Right. So you can get a feel for the actual workplace. That makes sense. Yeah. And it only, it sounds crazy (laughs) to talk about a workplace therapist, but then you think about it, you spend so much time with these folks in this environment that you think you maybe would want some therapy in there too to improve the dynamics. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it makes perfect sense. It just, it takes some getting used to that thought of like, oh, I need therapy at work. Right. For my coworkers and And for my, you know, like management staff and stuff like that. But you know, what's so funny is, um, what do people do when they come home from work and come home to their spouse? They've been about work. They've been about work. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) And so it's, you know, very much to your point of like, it is an interesting, crazy thought, but I feel like we've just been conditioned to think otherwise and be like, well, you go to work or whatever. It's not like you spend eight hours a day there or anything. Correct. You know? <laughs> like, you and then it's not like totally you come home know. and talk about it more you for more know. hours. <laughs> no, so, yeah, that's perfect. It's, it's needed. Yeah, it's very necessary. And um, and so that is what you're doing now. Is yes, trying yes. to build this business. Yes. Okay. So within the business, I am. Um, I really am providing the service of consulting for uh, businesses, small businesses, larger businesses. And really just coming in on any um, pre-existing is- issues. And then along the way, of course, I would also, you know, let them know anything that I've observed mm-hmm. or analyzed mm-hmm. and kind of just bring it all together. You just want this really flowing, wholesome uh, workspace as much as possible. And and I know a lot of people who, 
will one you know initially be like oh we don't need that or oh that just sounds like money yeah well everything is money because any service is going to be uh to a certain extent money Mm -hmm. but i genuinely truly have a passion for it because i have been in you know extensive for an extensive time Mm -hmm. in the same jobs because i was very pressed on going to school full-time and working full-time and I just saw so much about how much more the employees need and from being just like an employee from the very lowest level of whatever said company and you do so much and unless you're in a uh, workspace where your supervisors or your whoever is above you your management and all of that acknowledge that and you are all working as a team and they're checking in and doing those things which what I would provide again um be it you know just like coming together having meetings checking in um really boosting morale even within the workspace Mm -hmm. and caring about those employees because the biggest piece with IO consulting is like the employees are really pushing and like running your business essentially but because a lot of companies see as long as we start making money that's all they care about right so you can tell them all day and it sounds good all day and they'll be like yeah we do have some issues yeah hr is not able to handle it because their hands are full yeah you know but then that bottom line is always their bottom line and they feel like if we're still making money we're okay then secondly when the rest of the people in said um i guess your your competition is only going to be your competitors in whatever field right Mm -hmm. so take the automotive field because i worked there for so many years um that just creates the standard so a lot of them don't use i mean some of them use consultants okay but a lot of them are like well we're still making money right and we're okay right so we don't really need you and a lot of companies are going to say that yeah and that's what they're going to see and then when the standard is the same across the board because no one's really open-minded to the concept and no one is really taking the time to care because they're they are looking very like Mm short-term and they're not thinking about like long-term effects what this means they don't see their high turnover as a problem they see oh this industry just has high turnover Ah. there's no such thing as this industry has high turnover y'all got high turnover right your company company has high turnover you can't you know blame that on the industry because all of y'all anything that has become an industry standard Mm -hmm. is because everyone came down to they lowered their standards and then all thought it was okay because it's like well if our competitors ain't doing it then we ain't got to do it either and again we all still making money so why do we care right but at the end of the day i think that's when the humanity piece comes in and a lot of like the psychology based principles in there i know that's <laughs> <laughs> here is real face. thank you because that gnat was about to fly into my mouth it's like no don't stop her <laughs> and that would be some good protein because you know i am a vegetarian so <laughs> thank you but yeah so um it's like it's, it's very cyclical when i think about a lot of the things that go on within the workforce and workspaces and a lot you know specific to um even we can break it down to like different regions or you know east coast and west coast and what the culture is there um but it is still super important and there's a lot of walls that you know need to be broken down there's a lot of things that just need to happen so i just feel like this one little person out here being like i worked in the industry and that's where i started first it's like well it would make sense 
I do have, you know, all of my credentials academically. And then I think the some of the first workspaces that I, of course, decided to kind of provide services to mm-hmm. were those that I worked in previously. Makes um, sense. So automotive um, and some doctor's offices, specifically optometry. And, you know, it is good. I do think they're more receptive because I do have a relationship and, you know, with these um, business owners and things like that. So I'm extremely appreciative. But it is a... Uh, it's a work in progress in that it just takes um it does take time and it takes buy-in from the management as well as the owners um there's just a lot that goes on but back to the main point it really is just that it's very needed and believe it or not my nerdy ass literally looked this up 10 years ago when i was choosing this degree and it was like this is when it would be booming it's as crazy as it sounded to be like you know somewhere in the 2020 and 2025 like io psych is gonna be you know really a need and we didn't even know the pandemic was gonna happen but now i feel like it is even more need yeah. because now you really do need to be checking in yes these people are going crazy <laughs> yeah we need like work-life balance more than we ever did so there are so many great components to it and um and i really i i genuinely do love it and i do have a passion for it itself because I always felt like like I have been that employee for a very long time Mm -hmm. so I care about it um and I care about it in the sense of even when I'm going somewhere and I am receiving uh customer service be it good or bad I'm always just thinking about it and it makes a lot of sense because we're all people essentially Whatever I do, I'm servicing you at some point. But when I go to the next place, mm-hmm. any establishment ever that I go to, now I'm being serviced. So we're always on both sides of right. it. But we're not really treating each other like human beings. We're not really, you know, being conscious and being kind to each other. Yeah. And even, you know, whether it be within internally within a business. Mm-hmm. But then it's like someone will give you bad service and then it takes you to be like, mm, they're having a bad day or they right. hate their job you know right. it's so many <laughs> What's components the to it here? right What's the problem here <laughs> so it's so many components but it really sucks because if we stripped all that away the real issue to me is like where it derives from is we shouldn't the, the workforce how it's designed it shouldn't have been that to begin with and then people wouldn't be so displeased. And then we wouldn't be treating each other like shit, you know? And then we wouldn't have such bad you are customer service. Such profound things. It right really, like, <laughs> you we really created just got the down monster. To it. Like, yeah. We all have these terrible experiences when we go yes. out to other businesses. Yes. And the reason is because it's broken from the start. It's like, broken from the start. It's structured improperly from the very beginning. And that's what you're trying to do. Is yeah. To fix this shit. <laughs> and it's sad because I feel like that becomes societal at that point because it's like, we was okay with the standard because on one hand, some of us are like, ooh, they're having a bad day. I don't want to go in on them. And on the other hand, it'd be like, I'm writing a horrible review. Yes. But, you know, it's not a lot of people in the middle. And not to say, like, everyone has to be an I.O. consultant. Right. But where 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 do we bridge that gap? Because anything that becomes a norm, hence the name, now that's the norm. And now we just all deal with it because we got bigger shit to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and it so, should be that when we're going out and we're just trying to be in our daily life if we're going out to eat or going to movies or going to exactly. you know whatever the grocery store and we're encountering these types of issues mm-hmm. we don't have a place to actually fix this stuff we don't. you know like we you don't. said we can only 
complain to the person, mm-hmm. complain, try to do the Karen thing, go to the manager, <laughs> or like get online and then give like these horrible reviews. Right. So that's what we need you for. Yeah. And I mean, and I think too, it's a lot about like changing the whole. I think that it's great for companies to see the need for IO consultants, but my real hope would be that that becomes the new norm and the new standard is we all need to be uh, trained differently and programmed differently in our minds because it has gotten to a really crazy place, especially, i.e., in the pandemic, mm-hmm. people are shitty to yes. people. We have been the worst to people. And when I say we, just like people in general mm-hmm. are so pissy about everything. Yes. Like I never thought that someone would be you know, so like, well, I mean, I, I, I got, um, I got online stuff going on right now. I'm on an online meeting. I can't talk to you. Well, don't answer the phone maybe. Right. But right. <laughs> because I'm your doctor's office calling you just to ask right. you, are you coming to your eye exam appointment? <laughs> you know what terrible. I'm saying? And it's just like, we have to stop making excuses for ourselves and, and remember that when we get outside of that space and especially when you're not face to face with people. Yes. It's so easy to be nasty to people. But when that becomes more and more of the standard, we just keep making it okay. We keep layering on very nasty, negative shit. And we shouldn't make that the standard because at the end of the day, we are all trying to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. We out here trying to survive, you know, take care of our families. Um, We're, I think that, you know, we're caring and want to do whatever, but it's like the... (laughs) The patience level has gotten like so paper thin for anything and it's almost highlighted even more like we have got to stop doing this because that's where it starts at on a societal level and then on your workplace level and then we just keep doing it because we think it's okay. So I say all that to say I do think that once um, the standard becomes because I always like to think about like California to me how do they change a lot of those things they be like people from California are so nice and you know this like culture and whatever in, right. in different um, regions will have that like positive connotation negative connotation mm-hmm. where it'll just be like this is what they're known for and that comes about from you know really instilling new things in a new way of stuff mm-hmm. but I think ultimately it all comes down to people feeling that okay you're hearing me you care about me I feel valued you know all of that and it starts on a very uh hmm, molecular level if you will Mm -hmm. because that's what it is really about like and it's just disappointing though like not to sound like on some like oh I'm just super kind and super positive all the time (laughs) but it really does start in that way where it's like why is it that even when I go outside and I'm walking down this cold corridor? Right. And um, like people don't even look you in your eye just to pass by. Yeah. We're both walking. It's a long ass corridor. Right. You don't want to look you up. I mean, and you're just going like, out Hello. of your way. Yeah. Right. At that point, you're, you're going, going out, out of your way, way to not, not say to hi. Make eye contact <laughs> yes. Just so you don't have to smile or say hello. Yes. It's, it's literally nuts. Yeah. And I think what you're saying about it just becoming a societal issue and just how it's kind of bloomed into. <laughs> everywhere mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. just kind of being really really shitty people yeah um and that's why you get people who are like hesitant to go on flights and stuff mm-hmm. because people are gonna act a fool mm-hmm. what is happening yeah. why are you yelling and i think going back to what you said about i feel heard i feel valued yes. I've, all of those things if if people on both sides of the business kind of 
thank you more wine mm-hmm. oh yes more wine but no it's true if people on both sides felt valued and heard yes. they wouldn't treat each other this that way, way. yeah and everyone would have just a better experience yeah. and think about if you go into a business and you have a fantastic experience which is why oh people gosh. line up around the block for chick-fil-a because they just yes. feel like they listen to you yes. and they say my pleasure and real basic stuff so basic so basic and that's what i'm but talking about but it seems about. stellar now because yeah. everything else is so terrible and you know what? I love that you brought that up because that is really the thing. Is like that Chick-fil-A concept, it's literally as small as that. When you start treating people with basic decency, oh my gosh, it can make a world of a difference. And then if people don't, then it depends on the day. I mean, I'm just as guilty. Depends on the day. If someone's just being shitty to me just because... I might take the high road and I might take the low road that day because maybe I had a hard day too. Maybe I'm at you. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think it's so tough. But if we, as a standard, just really did not even um, have it in us to it be like a a a everyday thing where we even have the gall to uh, you know approach another regular human being in these streets in our city in our community that way, but um. I think it's really hard to, 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 you know, it sounded easy. It sounds easy when you say it like that, but I do see it as like an issue that truly when we, um, embrace or do not embrace certain things, Mm -hmm. it, it really goes a long way. And I think it really just gets back to, if we're all out here trying to make a living and trying to do the same thing, I do think it, it definitely starts somewhere and you know, anyway, that is part of the <laughs> part of the pieces of what I feel like life be hard enough. And the last thing we need is my everyday stuff. Right. Still got to be hard and still got to be drama filled. That's not what I need in life. So um, I agree. Yeah. Like, I feel like that that is one of those jobs that people don't know exist. Right. And so I think that's a hard sell as well. It because is. maybe when you're going to businesses, like the business owners are not used to someone coming mm-hmm. in and going, I'm an IO practitioner or consultant or whatever. And they're like, a who, the what? Right. (laughs) And no one even knows, you know, a lot of people don't even know that these jobs exist. Yeah. And so they don't know what you're here to do and Mm -hmm. how it adds value. Yeah. And so I have a whole, um, actually like a small, like cute little presentation on Canva. Mm -hmm. Shouts out to Canva just because I like them. I'm not sponsored on anything. Canva has been really great. And Wix has been really great because that's how I made my website and a lot of my presentations. But Um, Yeah, I give them the whole rundown, and they always buy it and love it, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. They just don't buy it, right? You buy it mentally, (laughs) right? You you buy it mentally, and you don't buy it with that check. You don't, so. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet, yeah. And and like I said, I get it. Um, I think that it's just a a little short-sighted because um, if you see the value in what could be provided to you, then obviously there is something missing. even though a lot of these people, I do know them, I've worked with them in different ways. I think it also has a lot to do with, even if someone presents to you what you're doing, it's almost like, mm, I'm the the consultant, uh, like uh, the consultant that would be equivalent to how a lot of people are coming on to cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Because people would see and be like, oh yeah, it's booming, oh yeah, it's moving and shaking. But even myself, we still be like, okay, so what do I do again? 
Right. And that's how I feel like people feel about IO Psych. They're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, we need that. Mm, I got an issue right now. Let me run this by you real quick. Like, And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And they're like, oh, but uh, we're going to need buy-in. It's, it's Q3, Q4. How about at Q1? And I'll be like, uh, you know. So it, 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 like I said, it, it does make sense. I just do think that it takes someone to have sometimes a little bit more insight and have heard it a lot more. Mm-hmm. So I can give you all the information under the sun uh, for IO Psych. But as a company, you know, I do think that back to the thing with your competitors, mm-hmm. are they doing it? Yeah. You know, are they, you know, are, are we still making money? Because mm-hmm. if they're still making money, they don't want to invest on that near one. Right, the because thing. they just see it as an expense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like an additional expense. Yeah. But also, it's a huge write off. No. It's a huge write-off, guys. What? Right. Say it's a write-off. Right. It's a write-off. <laughs> Why are they even scared about it? Like, come on now. It's therapy of the workplace. Like you said, it's a write-off. So they tripping. But I'm going to tell them that, too. I'm going to yes. add that at the end. Correct. Of my <laughs> like, make it blink. Of my, right. Like, make that thing. But like, bing, bing, bing. Correct. Sound the way, winking. Right. By the way, if you were worried, <laughs> it is a tax write-off. So, yeah. So, um, wow. So, yeah, yes, so we that's just went the down business. a huge rabbit hole, but Girl, it's, it's, it's a great. good one. Yes. It's a good one. So, yeah, um, I started the uh, consulting business. Um, so, it's just me. I call it my consulting firm, but it is just me right mm-hmm. now. Um, and it will soon, I mean, maybe it'll be a firm. Sometimes I wonder, like, do I even want employees? Maybe I do want to continue to do it myself, but we'll see. Um, and also, uh, as far as my ventures and like what I'm trying to do now, um, obviously the podcast, I would have to count that as one. I I really do love it. It feels very fulfilling to me. I'm so appreciative of, um, all of my friends who have really, cause that's everyone on the podcast. (laughs) We're all A lot of friends and friends (laughs) of friends. Spoiler alert. We all know each other. (laughs) We know each other already. (laughs) But yeah, no, I'm so appreciative because um, it, it's it's very fulfilling to me. I've wanted to do a podcast for a couple of years now, and I know I told you this, mm-hmm. and I think it was off air. Yes, <laughs> if I it, remember it might correctly, have been. right? <laughs> there, was, there was other conversation <laughs> off air. Yeah, but I was just saying that I've been wanting to do it, but I couldn't hone in on exactly like what would be appropriate and what would make the most sense for right now, and really just for the first podcast and. I have really uh, enjoyed it. I've learned so much and I've been so appreciative again of the support and my friends just really being willing to share their stories because I do think it's important and it's a learning experience for everyone. I mean, audience and like the um, interviewer and the interviewee, I'm telling you every time I'm always like, wow, like, I didn't know this. You didn't know this. Like, it is a great conversation um, and really just good sharing because I think even for ourselves, we are not talking about it enough. We're just not, you know, you even with, (laughs) with last said episode and I, I really have been wanting to say this the whole time, but I was like, last said episode for any of the listeners, I did indulge on the wines a lot because I hadn't <laughs> seen our uh, right now co-host Chanel yes. in a while. So yeah, but I um, really, really think it's just really great because I even learned so much from that um, that last episode where I was just like, wow, it's just so many things. And yeah, we know each other, like we meet we, each other at a certain point in life yes. and we don't often go back and figure out mm-hmm. what we're 
where were we? What do we have going on before we met each other? Right. Like, we're not Hansel and Gretel-ing enough. <laughs> I mean, without the eating at the end, right. we're not like, you know, where is the breadcrumb trail? Mm-hmm. Where is the like... Because I think there's so many things that we will miss in each other's lives, even when we have been in closer, like... Uh, frequency of contacting each other we still can miss stuff just as people because there's so much that goes on in life you know so um the podcast for sure and there are there's definitely one other project that i have been working on but i'm holding it really close right now because it's a little bit of a secret Um, just because I am very pressed for it and I think it has a lot of good, um, uh, like a lot of good potential. Okay. But also I, it's very new territory for me and I don't want to, um, I don't know. I mean, I could say I don't want to jinx it or I don't want to whatever, but overall I'm just, scary about it and, and that's okay I don't know. And I, yeah. you know I, I won't press you yeah. for details about the secret however <laughs> when will we know okay so uh what you have going on 2022 like definitely um summer or fall okay. yeah okay. it could be revealed like summer or fall i feel pretty confident in that more likely summer as far as it, the initial reveal and then maybe like um the true like launch for 2023 so yeah a year from now okay Mm -hmm. so if uh, i'm hoping that you continue with this podcast or wine podcast you guys Mm -hmm. just know that just stay tuned yeah because she has something secretive accountability amazing right (laughs) accountability she said it so but she's got to do it now right right now i have to do it yeah starting the summer we should be hearing some some moving and shaking from Miss Clara. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. Um, so let me think, because it feels like I've been running around trying to do a whole lot, and I'm like, but what was it? I think it was just these main three things, like the business, the podcast. Oh, so mm, yeah. I don't even want to talk about that one either. I will. Got secrets. I will. I know. It's not even <laughs> so no. Many secrets. This one is not a secret. This one's just uh, I'm ashamed. Okay. Uh, that I haven't <laughs> done my shame. due diligence. Okay. But um, I'm going to go back to the original list of what I said I would do when I acquire my PhD. So I'm going to stick with that. And so I said I would start my own consulting firm. Um, I would do the secret thing. <laughs> and that I would start a podcast. And I also said I would get back into playing bass. Um, I'm clapping. Bass guitar. Yes. Yeah. And I have not. La musica. Right. I have not done that to the level of which I would like to. I have, you know, dusted it off and, you know, done a little bit of runs on it. Uh But I haven't. So I do need to actually hold myself accountable. And when I listen to this later, I'm sure I will. It'll it'll help me. It'll push me. And when you say um, get back to playing bass guitar. Yes. At what level should we be expecting? Uh, yeah, still intermediate. Um, <laughs> like, what would so, be able to see you out and about? Well, yeah, I mean, so the thing is, I feel confident that as long as I get back, like, practicing for a couple of months consistently, my goal was actually to be out and get gigs, you know? That's uh, awesome. My cousin and my um, dad, they both uh, do actually have local gigs in the Atlanta area. 
um, occasionally. So I think between the both of them, I could probably snag a gig like once every two months if I really wanted to. Like a sit-in. Don't yes. get it twisted. I'm not going to do like every song. <laughs> no, but that's that's and, great. And it'll probably still be the one song that my dad initially taught me. But the point is that's that. Because that's the best <laughs> right. song. That's the best song. That's right. the one you know. That's, that's the, the one, one I know. Right. Like the back of my hand. Yes. That's the one I know that I won't like let the nerves get the best of me. But I've always wanted to you know, still do that and still cultivate that gift because, I mean, music is my shit. Like, I am very obsessive. I'm so, uh, when it comes to, like, music and different genres and and live music and instruments and things like that, I, I just love it. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm my dad's daughter. What do they call that? You're your father's child. Yeah. Even though yeah, that's a little redundant, but yeah. Yes, Obviously, I am. Obviously, yeah. Right. Clearly. Yes, He's I my am. father. I'm his child. Right. Yeah. I am his child. But yeah. Um, and so have you played with him out and about before? I have. Okay. I was very young. Um, I think I was 15. Um, and I did do a sit-in again with said favorite song. So mm-hmm. we're just going to do part two That's of fine. that again. It's going to be like a 10-year reunion. That's fine. Oh, shit. We passed a 10-year reunion. Oh, don't say oh, that. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're right. I don't have to date myself. No, no, no it's not. No, it's not. Just know it's not, it's not a 20-year reunion. Right. It's not union, a 20-year reunion. And but that's it's also important. not a 10-year. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Mm-hmm. That is very subtle. Um, so, yes, I have, I've, I have done a sit-in. And I think that's another thing that I appreciate, like... I admire my cousin because he is, um, shouts out to Arlington, he is actually a local musician in Columbia, South Carolina, and he plays keyboard and he also plays bass. Nice. And he has surpassed me on bass and he just started on bass probably maybe like a year or so ago. But as you were doing himself. other things, I was, PhD. I was, I was. <laughs> but I'm like, he, and I mean, he's blown out the water and don't get it twisted, obviously he's a like... He is a pianist. He is out there really doing his thing. And I know full they time. say That's full time. Okay. Yeah. And I know like once you learn piano, you can learn any other instrument. It's not a lie. It's very true. My dad uh, is mainly piano, but he is also a percussionist and he also teaches um, lessons like uh, at home lessons. He teaches lessons, music lessons for like vocal lessons, bass lessons, drum, mm-hmm. everything. Like he literally, they're, my family, um, on my dad's side of the family, they're very musically inclined and, and I love it. I appreciate it so much. So I have always been like the bass, the bass. I got to get back on. I got to back on it. So I did. I'm glad that I brought it out, uh, but I need to do better. Step. Right. You I need bring to it do out. Better. Bring it out of the case. You bring it out of the case. <laughs> you let it sit there on the stand. Uh-huh. You, you can dust see it, it off it. Mm-hmm. when it needs to be dusted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you at least you have it within arm's reach. Yes. So when you're ready, yes. you just you just grab it mm-hmm. and start strumming. I don't know you if start, that's appropriate. You know, uh, it's strumming, not quite a strum okay. because bass. I don't know if people know this, but a re- like really random tidbit: the bass guitar and the guitar electric guitar. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They look the same. Okay. But the um, uh, electric guitar, the strings are very fine, so you actually do strum them. Ah. They are very like thin. Bass guitar strings. They have those fat strings. They fat strings, girl. You can't strum them guys. Yes. My granddad actually used to play blues. And he left me, um, left 
a lot of guitars and oh so gosh. one of them I have I haven't been able to bring it home yet but I played around with it yeah and that's exactly what you just said yep. it must have been a bass guitar because it had very fat strings yes and oh, so wait, he home. left me the bass guitar one of his bass guitars I'm taking in an amp that's really exciting. Yeah, Look at but you with the amp. Uh, well, yes, yes, you know what you're talking about. To like, you know, play you all these commit. nasty notes. It will be loud and proud when I play it. You should commit. I we mean, could both. I don't know about that. <laughs> we, no, I don't know about that. I think you are the musician. I think in your mind, <laughs> that sounds amazing. In reality, you're the only one who plays. <laughs> I don't play anything. The fact that you're like, oh, I played around with it. And when you said, oh, yeah, I got the amp, I was like, oh, you know what you're talking about, girl. We about to be playing. <laughs> We're going to start a band. We're going to start what a band. I played the best was flute. <laughs> so unless really? you're going to yes. So you know how to read music already. I do. Oh, girl, I, no, you no, in I, there. No, no, no. <laughs> you're hired. Kid, my parents started me with <laughs> piano lessons like a lot of kids. See? I, did, I didn't you're stick with there. them. I stuck with flute. That was my, my shiz. Mm-hmm. And this guitar thing is just, uh, an, I don't know, an heirloom, I guess I is the best way you. to say it, left to me by my grandfather. And I have not played a lick. I just, I, I played on it. I didn't I play you it. Had I, a, on I had it. you had a system in your car in, in college. Did. Okay, so you like these. You play bass. <laughs> <laughs> you play bass. Let's and be clear. you already know how to read music, right. so you're well, good. That's true. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> Let's be clear that... Claire just equated me yep. having Alpine speakers in my yep. trunk mm-hmm. <laughs> to <Yep>. being musical. Because <laughs> you remember the type of speakers. I do, because see? I shop for them. Yep, see? And when you shop for speakers and you read music, you know how to play. Oh, okay, so y'all stay tuned my because we're going to have it right, a duet, apparently, <laughs> <laughs> on bass guitar. We're going to have a whole jam session and probably a band, and then we're going to apply to Beyonce's all-female um, band. Oh, we are. And we'll be a double bassist. That way, we can just pick up on each other's slack. Okay. Oh. <laughs> right. I do quick math. You can just pick up on my slack right. because you're the only one who plays. <laughs> I do quick life math, but I don't do quick actual math. Like, the partial Asian in me, like, uh-huh. I'm not that great oh, in math. Oh, stop it. You but, you're amazing. You said you're Asian. Right. You said math. Yes. You're good. <laughs> now we have the same deductive reasoning uh-huh. because I, <laughs> I know, did the right? same thing with your speakers. <laughs> Let's all be serious. Right. Real quick. <laughs> really quick. Really quick. So, yes, let me think. Uh, what else did I say? Oh, there's mm-hmm. one last piece. Yes. Uh, for what Clara said she would do after the PhD. Uh-huh. Um, the writing piece. This one is complicated as well. But again, we are just talking about like, what are you doing right now, Clara? So this yes. is my truth. What are you writing right uh, now, Clara? Well, I um, started writing a few articles on Medium. Uh, it's a really cool like yes. uh, vlog, yes. I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm I love it. And you write kinda, for them? Well, I, them? I write on the platform. Okay. And um, you pretty much can just sign up as a writer. So anyone who's interested, you can just go on medium.com and you can sign up for a writer for free because Medium is not a technically free app. It's very cost effective, but it's not free. Okay. But as a writer, it is free. Okay. And I think you get to read like one article a month, which is <laughs> okay. really funny. And your articles don't count, so it won't count against you if you okay. read your own article. But All right. yeah. Sure. So what did you write about? So I actually um, wrote about, you know, they always say the best things to write about are the things that you know. And what I know really well uh, is school because I was in school for a really long time. So I wrote about um, 
like online school and you know what was it it was online school and another one that was very similar but it's pretty much like breaking down you know virtual degrees and then also like how to survive in said virtual degrees okay and then the last one this is another thing if anyone's trying to like look to write on medium or any platform for that matter you really should never publish yourself because that means nothing Okay. Uh, you need to make sure you ask someone else to publish you on said platform. Okay. Because um, it gets like more, I guess, audience and or more traffic. Mm-hmm. And um, when you publish yourself, especially if you're nobody, it's no one is gonna read it. No one barely reads it when I even got someone to publish me, but it's just a little bit more official. And the biggest thing with that is like, you can publish yourself, um, but once you do, you can never use that article again. So you couldn't publish yourself and then say, oh, it didn't get a lot of traction. Let me get someone else to publish me. No, that is dead to them. They're like, no, we need fresh content, the newest and the first run. So I thought that was really important because, um, like I said, I love Medium, but I didn't know that, I'm sure that it was posted somewhere, but I'm a skimmer, and mm-hmm. so I didn't read that shit. Yeah. yeah. I didn't read it. Skimmers? I didn't do my due diligence. <laughs> blah, 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 right. blah, 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 blah. Like, that's what college taught me, <laughs> yes. to be a skimmer. So I didn't read it ahead of time, but yeah, I love the platform. I think it's actually really cool. And um, so yeah, I started out with doing like articles there, and I'm so glad I found the platform because it is, you know, pretty easy to... Uh, kind of get published and like just choose your category um, as long as you follow their guidelines or whatever. But ultimately, I do want to write a, a book of some sorts. And that adult book, children's well, book, um, definitely an adult book. Okay. I just haven't figured out what type of content. And um, I think it was the same thing with the podcast. Like I don't know what type of content and how I want to go about it. But um, I, I really do want to. I, I'm it's funny because like I a lot of my friends or close people around me they'll like read emails or I don't know like little vlogs and stuff like that I'll be like oh yeah you should really continue to write and in a sense I do enjoy it um so I'm just like trying to again pull from a lot of these different areas and just see what hits more, but it also is always going to be fulfilling to me because I'm still doing the things that I said I would at least try out or do. Absolutely. I mean, that's part of it, just to be able to say, these are the goals that I have and I did it. I can check these off. It doesn't really matter, you know, how many people read them or how many, you know, clicks it got or whatever, or how many... I don't know, publishings of the book. How right. Many how many, how many, right. How many, how many did y'all buy? Right. <laughs> right. But you did it. Yes. And that's yes. more than a lot of us can say. Myself too, where you have all these things that you would like to do mm-hmm. or that are things on on your mind, but you yeah. never get around to them. So the fact yeah. that you are getting around to them. Clap, clap, clap. Yeah. Like, seriously. So many claps, man. I am, yeah, I'm trying and i appreciate your claps um <laughs> yeah and if i didn't have this wine glass in my hand no I could yeah we can properly uh, no it's okay but, i didn't put the pop filter on today yeah, okay. so we, ooh, we don't have to clap. <laughs> but no it's amazing so i just oh, want you to you. know that uh, however it's going since you've quit your job or whatever whatever you expected yeah. whatever you had in mind i don't care because you're doing great 
Oh, thank so you I just so want much. to be the one to say, at least from the outside, it looks oh. like you're doing awesome, and it sounds like you're doing such cool things. That's awesome of you to say because you know how we do, and I'm like over mm-hmm. here like, damn, this is scary. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But no, that really does mean a lot because, in a, you know, especially coming from someone who I know you have a lot of like creative endeavors and a lot of business endeavors that you have experienced or are doing now so i mean i appreciate it i think it's um scary territory but it also is pretty fulfilling like i know i've used that word it's like overuse of words at this point that i need to be punished but no fulfilling it just means is fulfilling. that you actually yeah. mean this stuff if you keep yeah. saying the same thing it means <laughs> that you actually believe what you're saying yes absolutely and or i'm consistent as fuck which i can be <laughs> very consistent right i am so <laughs> but yeah um no i i really do appreciate that and it i mean i think it is i think it's a big step i think that it's great to get some support from, you know, friends and people around mm-hmm. you and people really, you know, hearing your story out and your trajectory of like whatever you're thinking because a lot of times it can be hard to receive and a lot of times it can be like, bitch, what the fuck you thinking? You know, type stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's great when, you know, we can have a little bit of balance of the both and be like, how are you doing with this? But also like, is this sustainable? You know, what about this? What about this? Like, it's all about a just a very open conversation of hey, this is life and we're all trying to maneuver life. So we want to support you. I'm glad you're doing, you know, the things that you're fulfilling, but let's be real. You know, I I love the all-encompassing support and I think that all of us just need to be doing more of it. I mean, it's good. It it feels good to do. So this um, is going to be a little bit of a kind of parsing question because we've heard what you're talking, like what you're doing. That was all the things, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, what you're like, you're building a business. You're Uh trying to start playing instruments again and doing gigs, and you're writing and you're doing a podcast. So what are you doing for money? Right. So um, I do actually have um, clients for the consulting business. That's amazing. And it is a it's a bit of a slow start, um, but like I said, I do, I'm very appreciative of the relationships that I've had in you know previous um, workspaces and things like that, and they're longstanding relationships. Um, so I think some of the and I did anticipate that some of my Uh, early clients and some of my best clients to be honest would be people who you already have a relationship with Mm -hmm. so I'm super appreciative of that Um, I will say it is uh, the best way to put it is it's um, it's not in a traditional way by any sense but um, we're both helping and supporting each other and we are constantly checking in um, from like you know contracted consultant to you know, business owner, I do appreciate the open line of communication that we constantly have and being like, hey, this is what, you know, this is what is needed or this is where I'm at with it. So that's been very helpful. I'm, I'm, I'm ultra thankful for that. Um, the only reason I brought this up is because you quit your job, like you said. Oh, yeah. Of eight years. And oh, so yeah. I think that is part of what scares people about it pursuing is. all these things that they have on these lists of things that they want to do mm-hmm. is they're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. I am not going to have a job anymore. I'm trying to do this stuff on my own. And Absolutely. where's my income going to come from? Or I'm just scared because even even if it's really successful, I'm mm-hmm. just used to yeah having a predictable or a or you know some kind of pay the way that I've been paid before yeah but it's and two like weeks or every benefits. month or benefit yeah. yes benefits Absolutely. and all of these things that you 
you know, you kind of just said, that's I'm a really go good, yeah, that's a really good point. And this is a candid uh, wine podcast. It so is. I'll just say, um, I hate to be this person because whenever someone says this to me, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't compute when they seem to be really maneuvering and doing whatever, but they'd be like, I wouldn't recommend it. And I'm about to be that person. Yeah. Yes. So um, I wouldn't particularly recommend it because I feel like my set of experiences were extremely unique. This happened to be in pandemic. So I was eligible for pandemic pay mm. when I when my money hadn't kicked in yet. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then I already had pre-existing relationships. So one of my clients, well, he is now a client, but prior to, he actually just reached out to me. I didn't even have to sell my story to him. He reached out to me and was like, hey, I know you're trying to start your business and I actually need some help with, you know, some of this stuff over here. Wow. So do you want to, if you were thinking about leaving your job and working in your field, you have a place here with me. So, you know, I'm so thankful for those pre-existing relationships, but I think that everything was very uh, unique and very like just rant uh i hate to say that but it was a little bit random and unexpected in a lot of ways whether it be like life pandemics or you know just overall and in that sense i wouldn't recommend it because i still feel very um hmm, uh i feel fortunate but i also feel scared a lot of the times about like the future and, and you know what is sustainable and what's realistic and I had some really good random situations mm-hmm. that came about so that's my only reasoning for saying like I wouldn't particularly recommend it coming from in my shoes I wouldn't mm-hmm. because I know that my circumstances were so unique that I do feel like I fare okay right now right and I'm emphasis on okay yeah. right now. <laughs> that's but, okay. That's all it takes. But, as long as you're right. not suffering right, right, and about right. to get kicked out. But, you know? you know, when you think about it, if it's like, well, she's faring okay right mm-hmm. now, but that's coming from somebody who is also acknowledging that she had a lot of, you know, unique set of things to happen, whether it be world or whether it be due to her personal experiences. Mm-hmm. So that is the only thing that I will say with that. Um, or I'm going to, Mm-hmm. Just kind of okay. play the other side. Okay, and yeah, let's do that. Maybe about it's that. not a random kind of set of things that happened for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just everything coming together for you the way it was yes. intended to. You're right, because I do not want to uh, discount that. So you're right. There was a great um, series of events that came about for me. And I, because we don't know like how that would trend late or duplicate for the next person right that's one of my things where i'm like i wouldn't particularly recommend it mm-hmm. as far as like quitting your job of eight years you know you finish school and you're like how i felt was i must work in my field i refuse to have a phd because i stayed for mm-hmm. like two years yeah still working in accounting and i was like oh i gotta do something with this degree like these student loans are looming over my head mm-hmm. and i just don't know what you know, what What do I do? Because I can't continue on this path. It's a comfortable path. If I keep doing this, I will never put my degree to use. Right. Um, yes. So, yeah. Actually, I honestly feel like that pretty much covers everything because all I essentially did was go to school and go to work full time the whole time. 
So you That's were onto major. something. No, I was like, you were onto something by starting for the now, because all we did was start for the now and then backtrack, and everything is really already pre-explained because that's essentially what it is like the bulk of my story and my experience to me is the now and a lot of the things that I did in the past were just leading up to the now because I spent so much time just like working and going to school and that is that's really impressive um just the fact that you were doing both full-time at the same time but I do feel like on a part two of this, we need to hit <laughs> what you did when you were younger because That's you true. did kind of slip in the fact that you were like playing live gigs with your dad at 15. Oh, yeah. So, no, you're right. We will have a part two. To be clear, you yeah. have much more to tell. However, I do appreciate I do. you sitting down with me and allowing Ooh. me to interview you <laughs> and telling us about what you have going on now and kind of how you got to this place where yeah. you are and kind of how you transitioned out of what was a more traditional type of employment or type of lifestyle I guess yeah into you having your own business and being able to check all of these endeavors off of your list that you wanted to do yeah no that's a, that's a really good point because actually I've been wanting to tell people about the early stages so we will do that we in part two hear about it I didn't want to tell people because like no one ever listens to me Please. I swear like my cousins I be trying to tell them like look when you in college and you just graduated, you need to do this. This is the job you need to get. And I swear, like, nobody ever listens to me. I be trying to put people on so much game. And it's just like, they be like, yeah, yeah, all right. And I just really want to um, help people and have them not to have the same, like, woes that I had. Yeah. And it Don't is just so hard. But but I just told my, um, I just told my aunt this. And I said... Well, I actually told two of my aunts this, and I said, it's really hard to connect with people who, wherever they are in life, mm-hmm. but whatever they're going through, and I think more specifically, maybe like some of my younger cousins, because anyone who is younger than you, I think that they do value, to a certain extent, hopefully, what we're trying to help them with and say to them. But I think it's really hard for anyone to take anything in Unless it is a very close peer. Okay. And also a very close peer that is going through it or just went through it themselves. Right. And I, like I said, I'm just as guilty. I always say this because I acknowledge it and see it and point it out. But I also like to acknowledge why I know this best is because I have been just Mm -hmm. as guilty of doing this very Mm -hmm. same thing. Where it's like trying to, you know, tell someone, hey, okay. This is what you do, X, Y, and Z. You can give them the whole blueprint and the whole layout. But I think that sometimes it's something that kicks in for them. And it'll be like, I'm talking about my closest cousin, like my closest bestie cousin, or, you know, just anyone that's close to me in my life. They hear in it, but they're, I don't think they're really processing it and taking it in because if anyone feels even remotely far removed. So anytime we're talking about something in retrospect, Period. People be like, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, though. But what they immediately feel is like, but you did that and you're out of it now. Right. So I know you did it and you got out of it. But honestly, I can't level with you right now because I'm still in it. Mm -hmm. And you're saying it so easily, naturally so, because you're already out of it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's so many tough pieces to it. But I think the other sentiment that goes along with that is, uh, because I was in it. Mm -hmm. 
and I specifically remember it and I see you in it, I am trying to still help you and tell you it's not to say that it's the end all be all. It's not to say that it's going to be everything, but it's still going to be something. But I think as humans, it's so hard to see that because, again, we get so distracted by like this person is just listing off this checklist of stuff to do. And I know that they succeeded in it. And I because I, I always feel like I really respect them for that shit. Like you doing your thing. But I think immediately we have a blocker and then it stops and be like, but I don't got none of these steps. So now I just feel depressed and I'm not going to do anything. See, and that's why. That right there is why we need you mm-hmm. to tell your story. Yeah. From when, you know, kind of coming up to where you got to in college and stuff before you actually started working in accounting. Just yeah. so we can, even if people don't take it exactly in its in its entirety mm-hmm. and just go, oh, okay, I can accomplish this because she did A, B, and C and I can do A, B, and C. It's those little things. They'll remember one line. One sentence, You're one right. little phrase that you said, and it'll stick that's with like it. like a takeaway. Yeah, and that's all we have that's to hear. Takeaway. So it's not going to be today. Yeah, but, but part two. We have it. So I appreciate us being able to do this today, and yes. we are done, right? Yes, we're done. Thank you so. Much.